Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along. Check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now the end is near and so I reach the final Place where you close some cloth in front of your window. Not breaking any copyright there, my friends. Welcome to the final one of these retro as it occurs to me. This is the end of series three. We did do a few more a few years later. You can catch those on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But this is it for now. Thank you very much for supporting this. We've used the extra advertising revenue that we've got to pay the cast. For the work they did, which has been very not a nice thing to do for them, I think, as well. Uh, become a badger at gofastthestripe.com slash badgers if you want to give us some money. And do check out what I'm doing on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rkherring. You can subscribe if you're with Amazon Prime. No cost to yourself, but you can give us money. Why wouldn't you do that? Because I'm a maniac, Richard. Fair enough. Follow me on Twitter, herring1967. You get lots of information about what's going on. Uh, sad to see this go. It was a lot of fun, but it's gone. It's time to move on. Catch Rahalastaba every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast, which is here, isn't it? Let's face it.
did we make that? Why did we make the beginning last? You really need to save some. This is a very long script. Welcome to the denouement of the show that all the futuristic moorcocks and less vaginas, they've got, they've got two less vaginas than a regular female moorlock, are calling a Artema! Is right, it's the 28th and final episode of the Quarter Asked Internet Stand Up and Sketch Show. That's right, this is your lot, and you should be satisfied with that. That is enough episodes to listen to one every single day of February, as long as it's not a leap year. But if it is a leap year, then on the 29th, you can watch a video of me in a bath full of flour. That's, I think once every four years should be enough to get that nicely burnt into your retina. So, uh, thanks to all the 3,000 people who viewed that video on YouTube. Hopefully, you listen to the podcast as well, otherwise, it's become something different it is sad it has 26 likes and amazingly only one dislike that is... I thought it would be the other way around my favourite comment on it comes from a knee jerk hate machine who simply says Stuart Lee would never do this But is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's impossible to know what knee-jerk hate machine is trying to say there. I think maybe both. But even if I wanted to do more of these, I'm not allowed, because last week's Moral Maze jury, the highest ethical authority in the land, given the option between having more AI Artemis or the whole thing finishing with, we- finishing with me wearing a pumpkin containing the sexcrement of all 400 members of tonight's audience, they chose that latter option. <laughs> even though it's impossible to buy a pumpkin in the UK at this time of year, and that it's very unlikely that all 400 members of this audience will agree to ejaculate into it, even if we could. They might as well have punished me by making me suck off a moorcock, while simultaneously wanking off the same moorcock. Twice. But, uh, well, I tell you this, my fan friends, I have a substitute pumpkin here. It's provided by fan Paul McKibben. He, uh, he should be in tonight. You in, Paul? Yeah, well done, Paul. It's a scary pumpkin mask. And if during the show, every single one of you in the audience comes up here and ejaculates into it, I promise I will put that on my head. But if any one person here tonight doesn't do that, then your side of the bargain will have not been fulfilled and the public wanking and subsequent jail term will have been for nothing. So, anyone coming up first to start us off? No? Oh, moral maze jury. You're so brave in the safety of the darkness and anonymity. Once you're called on to fulfil the punishment that you yourself crafted, you're impotent and afraid. Luckily, we've already got three of the biggest wankers in the country on stage. Please welcome Dan Tetzel, TV's Emma Kennedy, and twanging banjo string, Christian Riley. Good evening. Good evening. Wearing a, an adamant-style jacket, tonight, <laughs> I noticed. Yes. Uh, what, 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 have you, well, what have you been up to this week? Well, firstly, it occurred to me that it might be a good idea to wear an adamant-style jacket. And now it's occurred to me that it wasn't. Because <laughs> um, it's too big and it's hot. So I might take it off later. But actually, last night, I, I was walking home and I didn't have a camera with me, so I can't prove this. But I saw someone had spilt some coffee on the pavement that looked exactly like that sort of um, uh, a side view... Uh, of uh, cock and balls. <laughs> it's really good. It? It, it's like they'd done it deliberately, but it had just spilled. It was like nature's bounty. Brilliant. Uh, they wouldn't everything will tend towards that shape in yeah. nature. That is the, the truth. That's evolution. What's happened to you, Emma? Well, an extraordinary event occurs to Ooh. me uh, this week. I, I actually had a, a real occasion 
to go into a motorcycling clothing shop. <laughs> and I walked in, and uh, the shop assistant was there, and I said, um, uh, could you show me where the gloves are? And he stopped, and he looked at me, and he said, are you that woman off the podcast <laughs> that makes fun of motorcycling clothing shops? And I said, well, I mean, we don't really make fun. And he, and he just went, no, stop. He said, what we do is really important. We are saving lives. Get out of the shop. And I was sent packing. I was literally barred from the motorcycling clothing shops. Harsh. 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 Um, but also, of course, we have the results in from uh, the call I put out to everybody uh, to send me a poo anecdote. <laughs> and I've got the best one here. Do you want to hear We can't it? read all your entries out. No, we can't we read do. them all out. We but do put them just all in the big the burning one. bin. We can't just return the them. <laughs> so, the best poo story is from the real Tom King. That's his name on Twitter. So here we go. I work in a medical laboratory testing any bodily fluid, excretia, secretia, etc., that the public may be asked to provide to rule out infection. Now, when your doctor asks you to give a poo sample, he or she will provide you with a little pot with a spoon attached to the lid. A bit like those ice creams you get at the <laughs> theatre. So you can scoop a small amount to test. We don't need much. <laughs> Sometimes the patient loses the little pot, so they improvise using something from home. We've been sent medicine bottles little jam jars like you get with a hotel buffet breakfast <laughs> pickled onion jars etc all with a poo in sometimes with a little handwritten note explaining why which is nice but last week we had one sent by someone who had literally just shat in a little carrier bag. <laughs> That's little, right? Not little. Li little. Little. <laughs> they then just dropped it off <laughs> in lab reception as if it was normal. Not only that, but the poo inside it was huge. <laughs> like a handless forearm. <laughs> in a taped up little bag. Oh, this is what Tom King just adds at the end. Oh, and there was no details of the patient. <laughs> so we don't even know who it came from. Sometimes you're just proud and want people to see it. You know? That's the thing. Just wish you could show it. Emma Kennedy there, and um, we always come to uh, Christian last because he's always got the top uh, story, <laughs> the funniest story. What well, have to you, Christian? Yeah. Uh, oh, good, yeah. Good. Last week uh, I was doing uh, this podcast. Here oh, yeah. On Monday. That's not enough, you know. <laughs> that's it. That's, okay. what's, that's what's happened to me. Good. 
I'm glad this is so much part of your life. Uh, let's see what has occurred this week. Wednesday. Congratulations were due to Ayman Al-Zahawiri on his promotion uh, to head of Al-Qaeda. I was delighted to see he got the top job. Um, it was my personal choice. Some, some members of Al-Qaeda have been pushing for a younger, more photogenic leader, but luckily they didn't bow to the forces. Political correctness gone mad. And they've gone for someone with big, thick glasses, comedy teeth, who looks like a nutty character from Mind Your Language. It, it must be a nightmare when they come to meet up. Death to the infidels. How, how will we get those Western pigs out of our homelands? Yes, I'm an Al-Zawiri. What is your first order as leader? What good thing you have any marketing? Thousand apologies that I was late. Oh, I was not we... understanding it directly. Did you vote for him? No, I didn't. So what I was thinking oh. is why don't we put a bomb in oh. Francois Pascal's bra oh, this is and then when Mr. Brown is distracted, boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom. <laughs> But accidentally, oh, it goes up in my face and my turban is all smoldering. Oh, goodness gracious me. (laughs) That would be more terrifying. (laughs) Don't applaud that. Don't applaud it. (laughs) That would be be more terrifying to the Western world than 100 9-11s, I'm telling you that. Wednesday. I had a gig in a theatre in Wellin and I was delighted to see from a poster in the dressing room there that the 2009 Panto in that town had starred CJ from Eggheads. Uh, and seemingly no other celebrities just just CJ from Eggheads that was the only celebrity they got and surely CJ from Eggheads is pushing the definition of celebrity as low as it would go even if you're picking a celebrity from the subgroup people who appear on Eggheads CJ would be an enormous disappointment. Uh, Although I did once see him in a service station, generally swanning around like he was the biggest star who had ever lived. CJ from Egg. I wonder how that had happened. Oh, that's it. We've worked our way through every celebrity in the country. No one's available. Uh, Have you tried one of the panellists from Eggheads? Yeah, none of them are free. Not even Kevin? No, busy, I'm afraid. Look, all crossed out. Well, no, you haven't tried CJ. No, it seemed a bit pointless. Surely a random person picked off the street would be more of a draw. Mm, in that at least everyone wouldn't think they were a prick and might give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. Is Andrew Collins available? Oh, come on. <laughs> we're not that desperate. Oh, well, CJ it is. It, it was either that or was it this? You wouldn't believe it. I rug up his agent and unbelievably he's free. We've got CJ from Eggheads. No way. High five. I mean, obviously it's cost us our entire celeb cast budget. Oh, don't worry. With CJ from Eggheads, we're not going to need anyone else. (laughs) Kids love Eggheads and they love CJ the best. Yeah, this pantomime will make the theatre millions. In fact, my guess is that theatre were just about beginning to recover from the financial crisis that that had put them in in 2009 when they made the mistake of booking me, thanks to the 50 people who showed up in that 300-seater theatre. Friday. I did a lovely gig uh, at the Bush Hall in Shepherd's Bush and had a lot of fun bantering with a woman called Buffy in the front row uh, who said it was short for Elizabeth, but I, I did, didn't agree with that. As I was taking the piss out of her for being posh. And then... The difficulty when you take the piss out of someone, I then asked her what she did, and she said she worked for charity, which could be a difficult thing. I've been taking the mickey, and then she does something really worthy. I asked her which charity it was, which is a danger, as again, as a comedian, because it might be something really uh, that everyone will go, ooh, about. Uh, she said the charity she worked for was one that uh, did dewormed orphans in Haiti. 
Uh, as if everyone would, make a go, would cheer and applaud and go, that was brilliant. But I said, only orphans? Right, so if a little kid with worms comes to see you in Haiti and says, one of my, one of my parents is still just alive, you'd say, get out of here, don't come back till both your parents are dead. We only deworm orphans here. How dare you come and take advantage of this? Or if a kid came in and said, I'm an orphan, please help me, but I, as it happens, I don't have worms at the moment. You get, get out of here. We only help orphans who've got worms in here. I've got cholera. I don't care about that. Well, I'm interested if you have worms. She's the most evil woman in the world. Or if they said, I'm an orphan and I have worms, but I live in the slums of the Dominican Republic. You'd say, only help orphans with He ain't hating here. Start wasting our time. Buffy, if you're listening, you are the worst human being who had ever lived. As it occurs to me. It's like watching someone you once loved and admired succumb to Alzheimer's. Accurate. It's accurate, but you don't have my dad shouting, do your times tables at him, do you? That's uh, this week's... One star iTunes review came from someone called Nightmare Date, which is a good way of advertising yourself. <laughs> uh, and he, I'm guessing it's he. Let's say it's he. He says that it's like it's a bad thing, but uh, I, I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, I'd like to thank all the people who bothered to go to iTunes to express their vehement disapproval of something they didn't have to listen to, and which cost them no money. I can understand why that would anger you so much. There were many times in this awful hell that I've been through over the last couple of years where annoying idiots like a Nightmare Date, with no sense of perspective or understanding of what an off button does, was all that got me through this. So thank you for helping me out. Tuesday. I got an urgent call from the hospital. Uh, Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus had been admitted... That was quite a serious story. Had been admitted that morning. Things were looking bleak. I went down to visit her. If you'd follow... Hey, it's just through here. Look, don't call Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus it. She's a she, okay? It's an anus. It's definitely an it. That anus is my friend. Can she hear me? She's quite heavily medicated. Also, she is an anus. (laughs) And thus has no ears. Get out of here! You and your so-called medicine know nothing, nothing! Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus? Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus, Are are you awake? Richard... Is that you? Yes. Yes, it is. How are you? Oh, you came to see me. No one else has come to see me. Not even Ryan Giggs's dismembered penis. I did... I don't want to say it, but I did warn you Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. Yes. Pippa Middleton's disembodied that, anus. That's I beg The people... In this business, the business of show, they're fickle. They're only looking out for themselves. There's no loyalty to anyone. I know, Rich, but I was blind to your warnings. It was like I was walking around with my brown eye closed. <laughs> I wanted fame, renown. I wanted to eclipse Pippa Middleton's buttocks. But the prize I had set my heart upon was not worth the winning. And now... It has killed me. Don't say that. Don't say that. Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. You'll, you'll pull through. You're sweet, Richard. But I know I won't. Mm. You know, I think there's a lesson to be learned from all of this. It's, uh, it's awful the way our media objectifies women and tries to make them conform to 
kind of ideal that isn't even real. It can only lead to tragedies like this. Women shouldn't be judged on their physical attractiveness. It's what they're like inside that counts. Judge them on their heart, their mind, and yes, judge them on their anus. (laughs) Not like that, in a nice way. And... If they're going to be judged on their physical attractiveness, then the media should realise that Pippa Middleton is just of slightly above average physical attractiveness anyway. Really, she's not all that. I don't know what the fuss is about. I wish I'd met you before I became disembodied. You're so wise. We are about so much more than the way we look. Oh, say the bit about Pippa Middleton being ugly again. That wasn't really the point. You know, Rich, my one regret, I'm going to die without ever having been loved. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I had sex with Keith Allen that time. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And also Ryan Giggs's dismembered penis. But I've never been kissed. You are loved, Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. Without realising over the last few weeks, I've fallen for you. You're, you're so vulnerable and insecure, yet inside there's something pure and more wonderful. Plus, you, you're into anal. So, um. I don't really have any choice. I love you for who you are. May I kiss you? Oh, oh, Richard. Oh, oh, that tickles. In a good way, don't stop. I am anus. Hear me all. Oh, no, God, no, not... Oh, not now. Oh, oh, keep, keep licking it. No, oh, got some... Got some sweet corn in there. Oh, oh, Richard, you mean more to me than fame or money. Maybe your love will be enough to save me. Do you really love me? I do. I love you more than I can say. I love you... Oh, my God. Richard Bacon, how are you? Uh, Hi, Pepper Middleton's disembodied anus. Uh, News has just got out that you're dying. This is going to be amazing for your career. Really? Oh, yeah, the pornography of grief is going to make you millions. You're going to get the front cover of Hello! magazine. You've got your own fragrance coming out. Sorry, I've been ill. No, no, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a perfume. Uh, perfume de derriere. And every major celebrity, minor celebrity in the country is going to be falling over themselves to appear to be your concerned, grief-stricken friend. Will they love me? They will pretend to love you. Then come, sweet death. The rest is silence. <laughs> no! No! No, Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. I, I love you. Why do they always leave me? I love you. No! And Richard Bacon was right. Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus's memorial service was packed with minor celebs. Hello. It's me, CJ, from Egghead. <laughs> I know I'm the worst one from the Eggheads and nearly always get beaten by the contestants and have to sit behind the other clever Eggheads. But I don't see why I shouldn't prance around as if I'm the most important celebrity on Earth. And if I'm not that important, 
How come the people of Welling put me in their panto? <laughs> and no other celebs. Anyway, I am here. Hi, it's me. Lepidopic. Ah, yeah, get, get out of the way, CJ. You do the failing to win at eggheads. I'll do the eulogies. And as prospective liberal candidate for Lord Mayor, I have been asked to say a few words about my dear, dear friend, Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus. I have dated some of the hottest women in the world. Shut up, I have. But I would have been proud to have had that anus on my arm. Step aside there. Oh, big. Uh, hello, yes, it's me, uh, King Herod. Oh, yeah, I know. That's lovely. And you might uh, think that the man who killed uh, thousands of innocent children would be unmoved by the death of a single arsehole. Uh, but uh, children are scum, and they and their anuses are nothing but trouble. But the death of a fully grown anus, however, is a tragedy indeed, especially in a week where I've been cast to play the lead character in a new film, Attitudeless Badger. Oh, what do you mean? I specifically said that the Attitudeless Badger mustn't be played by a human being. What, what, what are you well, doing no, with I think it? You'll like, um, I think you'll like what they've done. They've taken it in a slightly different direction. No, they got some people be... to punch up the script. But shall I do a... Light well, a bit? Let's see. There's a very funny bit where he's... Because he's got this sort of... He got the damn way back Oh, I'm a badger. What are you doing? That is the opposite. That's got an attitude. Hey, I'm not are you a squirrel? What I'm the... not sure King Herod is an appropriate choice to play a lead in a no, children's no, film. And there's a there's a really good bit where he's like, Oh man, I I eaten all these apples and I got drunk. I told him that would never happen. It's a great that was the one scene. stipulation he would scene. never get drunk. Oh. Well, look, can I just do my catchphrase? Yeah. Good luck to England against Slovenia. <laughs> Subal! I am not mental. I was devastated to hear that Pippa Middleton's disembodied innocent gone. And in the week that it was announced there was going to be a musical based on my leaf. I had celebrated that and then heard the news and it took the wind out of my clicker like a tack tack, I can tell ye. It was all I could do to let people know that seats are already on sale from just 50 pounds. Like me, people judge Pippa Middleton's disembodied innocence by the way she looked and dismissed her. But like me, she had an amazing talent beneath. Whilst my kalaka laka duck duck could. She could die and make us all feel guilty. And it's me, Damiel. I was so upset by Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus time that I have come back alive again and I brought it to this limited edition souvenir Pippa Middleton's limited edition bookcase only 50,000 puns in me Hey Tom, let's show our love in the way we know who by singing okay. Would you know my name if I say in heaven
Stop hogging the limelight. Let me stay. No. Yes, it's me, Sato Voce. Oh, goody. Look, it's Andrew Collins. He's back. Oh, oh thank goodness. He was the only good thing about this year. Oh, all right, all right. Stop saying those things, you people down there. Oh. However true, it's just not the time. An anus is dead. Have some respect. This is about her, not me. And my career. I didn't personally know Pippa Middleton's disembodied anus, or as all the cool kids called her, Umda. Umda. Yeah. Yeah, actually, perhaps that's inappropriate. Anyway. Once at a party that she was at, but I spent my time talking to television executives and comedians that I hoped could work. I could work with once Richard Herring had outlived his usefulness. <laughs> but I regret my duplicitous careers, careerism now because if I had just talked to her for a second, perhaps I would have got a job being a talking head on a documentary about her life. That would have been nice. <laughs> but don't weep for me, even though I'm clearly the main victim of this tragedy. <laughs> weep for her. I have so much else I'd like to say, but you'll have to pay to hear it. So, um, let the bidding commence. Well done, well done, oh, Andrew, well I done. Just... You know, you got through a whole speech without once saying aside. Well oh, done. yeah, well, I just found out that people could still hear what I was saying. It... <laughs> you know, even after I'd said aside, you could have told me. I did tell you. Well, I've... No, but I finally learned to hide my duplicity. I just think my asides now. <laughs> Seems a shame they don't need to have you back for the last show. Everyone's kind of expecting you to, to do the aside thing and then you just don't... I mean, it'd be awful if you don't do the aside. Yes, it is a shame. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Did, did you just think an aside then? Now. <laughs> you did it again. I'm sure you did it again. I am not going to do any asides. I hate you. How did you learn to do this? I don't know what you're thinking. So, I know it's Adam and Joe are finishing their stint on Six Music next week. I uh, expect you and me will be back doing the, doing the show together after that, will we? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I, I, I don't really hurt anything. Yeah, you know, no, I, I certainly hope so. I mean... It would be awful if for some reason we weren't, and in no way just a comeuppance for your years of mocking me and my family. <laughs> just say aside, I don't know what you're really thinking, you the tricked me. S- ah, the student has become the master. Ah. <laughs> Goodbye, Richard Herring, I am delighted. AI Ottoman has finished. No aside required. <laughs> Boom! Boo. As it occurs to me, we haven't heard the last of Andrew. Collings aside, we have. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Boo, boo. Stop doing that down there. Stop that. Be nice to him. Anyway, let's go down to our audience to see. I can't even do it myself and I wrote it. Uh, let's go down to our audience to see what has occurred to them this week. Who's got a story? Any Any stories? Anyone got, oh, there's a man in the middle there. Could have been the man heckling in the first half. We'll see now. What's, what's, uh, you, what happened to you this week? It's occurred to me. It's occurred to you. That my wife is going to go fucking mental when she sees our credit card bill this week. Your, your wife is going to go fucking mental when she sees the credit card bill this week. Have you been on uh, redtube.com? You don't have to pay. You get, loads, you get loads for free. There's enough. Honestly, there's enough. I think I, I, think I know what this is. You tell us what's happened. You've flown from Abu Dhabi. He's flown from Abu Dhabi to see this shit without telling your wife. Have you left like some kind of stuffed version of you in the bed, like in the Great Escape or something, just hoping you'll get back in time? All right. Does she listen to the podcast? Well, not now. No, not live. <laughs> yeah, but does, yeah, does she listen to it later on? Because she'll find out then. You might be home in time, but she'll hear, she'll hear you and go, hold on, I recognise that voice from the distance. And he lives in Abu Dhabi. Well, thank you for coming, coming all this way. It's very nice of you. Give him a round of applause. That's good. That's got to be the best. We've had Canada last week. That is nuts. Uh, there's a gentleman over here with a beard, unusually right in the corner there. What's unusually? Look, that's you. Yeah, no, you. In the... uh, it occurred to me. Well, it occurred to me. He said... You haven't listened to As It Cursed Me about three months, but it doesn't matter because it's the, still the same as it was. No what? Yeah, you just sort of stopped. Yeah, I did. I thought. <laughs> you go, you're working with a professional comedian now. There's a, you need to do better than that. Semi professional, says a man there. Oh no, you just got a semi. Fair enough. I'm pretty good. We'll work that up by the end of the evening, don't worry. That will be fully. Fully, you're looking pretty old actually, so maybe a semi. A semi is sometimes the best you can do. Just have to shove it in like a marshmallow through a letterbox, so for the best. <laughs> yes, semi professional now, my fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, professional comedians don't go, <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> look, I managed to come back at you with a rubbish joke about a marshmallow in a letterbox. Uh, anyone else? Yes, sir, here. It's Andrew Collins, ladies and gentlemen. This could be uh, interesting. He's got a genuine postcard that I received at the Radio Times. He's got a postcard he received at the Radio Times, Andrew Collins. The Radio Times, Andrew 
ready? Yeah, we're ready. Dear Mr. Collins. Dear Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> casino Royale postcode. It's a Casino Royale postcode. Is this how we're going to do all the podcasts from now on? I think this works, I think this works quite well. <laughs> Just give me a mic and you stand some distance away. <laughs> Maybe outside the house, shouting stuff. I'm a massive prick. Oh, come on, Andrew. That's not... That's not fair. What is it? At the risk of incriminating myself. This is the postcard now, yes. I have to say that the Japanese girl. I have to say the Japanese girl. In Kill Bill Volume One. In Kill Bill Volume One. Wearing the schoolgirl's outfit. Wearing the schoolgirl's outfit. Is extremely sexy. Is extremely sexy. They've really sent this to you. Just thought you might be interested. I love the way. I love the way. Tarantino focuses the camera. Tarantino focuses the camera. On her legs. On her legs. Her legs. When she's walking down those steps. I suppose really. I suppose really. She's a bit of a fancy figure. She's a bit of a fancy figure, yeah. For a lot of us males. For a lot of us males. Certainly for me. Certainly for me. Love Andrew Collins' dad. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. I won't give his name. What a terrible waste of a hot babe. (laughs) What a terrible waste of a hot babe. When she dies in the film. When she dies in the film. That's nice. That's considerate. I suppose she gave Black Mamba no option but to kill her. No option but to kill her. Yeah, that is, it's good they get into the plot eventually. I suppose she, she did give him no option, but hurt him. Right, the final part. Yep. We recently took in a stray cat. We, rec- <laughs> we, recently, we recently took in a stray cat. And I've called it Go-Go in honour of that lovely girl. And I've... Con- oh. I've called it Go-Go in honour of that lovely girl. What a, a strange and twisted... Do you think they anticipated that you would read that out on a podcast to 50,000 people? No, I won't give their name. Go on, give their name. Uh, but of course, I have not told the wife why I've named the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I have not told the wife why I've named it. <laughs> why is she writing the Radio Times? Why, have you, why don't you print this in the Radio Times? <laughs> It's been sent to you, and then his wife may read the Radio Times and find out what a monster she's... Someone's just taken a photo of that from behind you. He's got the name. She thinks it sounds nice. She thinks it sounds nice. It does. Go-Cat. That's, that's what I would say it's named after the old uh, biscuit-based cat food. Go-Cat. Remember that? No. You're too young. Picked on the wrong person. This, how come it works for Peter Kay? That's, a, that's all he does. Do you remember Go-Cat? Oh, yeah! I do it. No, we don't remember it. No, we don't remember it. Because it's you saying it. We remember it if it's Peter Kay saying it. We're not going to remember it if it's you. We didn't like the way you said it. You were too aggressive. Peter Kay says it in a nice way. So we're going to remember it if he says it. And if you say it, we're not going to remember it. Fuck you. Anyone else? Uh, there's a man with uh, glasses, a bit of facial hair, maybe, you can't really see. Um, today, I walked past a motorcycle clothing shop. Today, you walked past the motorcycle clothing shop. Was it the one up by uh, the uh, broadcasting house kind of area? No. It no? Wasn't. No? Well, there are many motorcycles. Yeah. Can you not say anything rude about motorcycle clothing shops? Because, uh, you know, some of them <laughs> listen in, they take it very personally. <laughs> if we have a go, they're, doing a, they're saving people's lives. They're, in fact, I think they're more important than the ambulance. They're, uh, that's right. <laughs> You might have walked past Paul Whitehouse, but you're not sure. Yeah, that's... Both those things are about equally good. 
<laughs> Thank you for joining in. Do you remember when I said before that I'd think very carefully whether the thing is interesting enough? I mean, you were following Andrew Collins, basically, who set the bar very low. I rescued it with a go. Remember go? Do you remember go, cat lady with your hand up? No, 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 no one. People don't remember it when I say it. Do you remember the new schmoo? No, you don't remember it. No. I choose the wrong things. I'm talking to you. You can talk to me back if you like. You got your hand up. It's okay. Um, oh. <laughs> She's scary. Last year in Edinburgh. Last year in Edinburgh. This, this, this story isn't starting well. This could be. Uh, and here is a baby. You know what? Carry on. What? No, sorry. It's only occurred to you now. That's cheating, but technically, but carry on. Otherwise, I'm really stupid. Yeah. We came to see Andrew Collins stand up. Was it as good as him reading out that postcard? No, no it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't. it wasn't as good as that. Ooh. Yes. They wouldn't let you in. You're with teenagers, yeah. It's, it's very inappropriate. Not his material, he just tries and touches them. If they, if they come in, he just tries and... He just goes straight for the genitals as well. If he just worked his way down, he just straight in, he sees them. Goes, hold on, you are 13. Yeah, that's all right then. Carry on. But we brought cake. You brought cake. Oh, so you could, have you kept the cake for us for a year? You brought cake, that's nice. We'd have loved cake. I would, as I explained in the first half, if you give me food or anything, I will throw it in the bin. That is just... I would never eat it. But if you give me, I'd have gone, oh, that's lovely, that's... Oh, thank you. I'll wait to... I'll just, I'm just going to go around the corner and eat that. That's what I'd have done. Andrew would have eaten it. Yeah. Yeah, just buy Andrew's not going to be there, but if you buy some cake, I will take it back to London for Andrew. It's the kind of uh, partner I am, loyal partner. So no, I'll do that. Okay. Um, anyone else? Oh, we'll go. There's a man shouting who seems mental, so let's go for him. Hello. Oh, yeah, hello, it's you. How are you doing? Hello, I'm Robin. It's yes, Robin. This week. Uh, it's good to you this week, Robin. Um, I've been put off green peas for life. You've been put off green peas for life. <laughs> By TV's Emma Kennedy. You've been put off green green peas, not green peas. Yeah, because that would be awful. That's why I'm glad this is the last AI. You're glad that it's the last AI because you never know what she'll say next. Uh, good. Uh, I actually had a, a tweet from someone who had listened to last week's podcast and uh, and was cleaning up uh, her child's sick. No, actually, sorry, her child's dinner and there was a pee in it and it made her throw up. She actually threw up because of, of poopy. Yeah. I just, as a rule of thumb, I just never eat anything that's been in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Especially if I it's... I think that's the, the lesson if I to don't take eat, away. If a nice lady makes me a cake and I won't eat that, I'm probably not ever going to eat... Even if I haven't pooed it directly into the toilet myself. No, I think that's sensible. That's a rule of thumb. At least we've all yeah. learned something from... We'll go for one more. We'll take our chance. We might do another... There's a man near the front. What's your name, sir? Steve. Steve, good, good, good name. What's, what's, what's has occurred to you this week? It's occurred to me that Adam and Joe cover Glastonbury every year. It's occurred to you that Adam and Joe cover Glastonbury every year. I'm really looking forward to you and answering You're really looking just filling them in while they're in Glastonbury? Yeah, but they cover Glastonbury at that, in that slot, so it won't work. Yeah, nice, nice thinking. I don't really want to do the Six Music Show anymore anyway, so... Um... Aside. <laughs> I was thinking it. I was thinking it. You think it now. You have to think it. 
Yes, thank you. Do you want to do uh, one sing you've upset with? That was a good cue, actually, the previous one. If I'd been a professional professional podcast, I'd have gone, let's go into another. Hey, remember the story about the poo pee pee poo? Have you got another one? Okay. All right, so do you want one more for. Yeah. All right, okay. So this one comes from Xanthi Zimkow. <laughs> Uh, it stars my godfather, Chris. Uh, uh, that's all the background you need from that. Um, so, while, uh, while in his 20s, my godfather, Chris, and a few friends were travelling around Eastern Europe. They were travelling by train. And on one particular journey, Chris had cause to use the train's facilities. Chris tried to make sense of the instructions on how to flush the toilet. There was a diagram, and Chris managed to understand that before flushing the toilet, it was important to put the seat down. (laughs) But for Chris, always having been fascinated by poo, (laughs) this was too intriguing. And he decided he wanted to watch how the train's toilet was going to take away his poo. And so he stood, leaning over the toilet... As he flushed it. And as he stood staring into the bowl, a jet of water swooshed up and out, firing not only his own poo, but bits of other people's poo up into his face and upper body. He then had to set about cleaning himself up. Meanwhile, Chris's friends were being asked for their tickets by an irritable guard who didn't like their story that their friend had the tickets and that he was using the toilet. And as time went on, he threatened them with fines and arrest. Eventually, Chris emerged from the toilet, having cleaned himself of poo, and made his way to where his friends were trying to plead with the angry guard. He reached into his pocket and pulled out the tickets, only to find that his poo clean-up hadn't been quite as thorough as he'd hoped and someone else's poo was inside his pocket and all over the tickets the end I hope you like it (laughs) says Anthony very good what a toilet is this that shoots poo up in the air Shoots poo into this not very efficient. You meant to put the whole thing down right over the top of that. Yeah. Okay, I've got it. Hey, well, that, very interesting. I think we don't think we'll do any more of those, but that, I hope you enjoyed that. Now it's time for this week's moral maze. It's a moral maze. It's a moral maze. It's a moral. It's a moral maze. It's a moral maze. When morals get hazy, our scruples get lazy, our conscience goes crazy. We violate the corpse of Patrick Swayze. We get trapped in the maze. It's a moral maze. It's a moral maze. It's a moral, it's a moral maze. Moral maze! This week on the Moral Maze, Supermarket Spillage. It's a moral maze, it's a moral maze. Supermarket Spillage! I was on, thank you, I was on my way to Coventry on Wednesday to the stadium gig I was playing, and I stopped off at uh, services. I was doing my go-cat material, and I was... uh, I stopped up at the services to buy dinner for me and my non-imaginary girlfriend. I took the basket up to the checkout where the girl rang in the purchase and she was really pleasant. She was would, lovely. Would you like a fork for your fruit salad? Oh, that's nice. Yes, please. Thanks. Okay, that comes to £22.52, please. I gave her two £20 notes. She was about to give me change when... Oh, no, this 
Oh, this package is damaged. I've got sauce from these duck rolls all over me. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's not, it's not your fault. Jane, could you get this customer another pack of duck rolls? It turned out there was only one other pack of, uh, of duck rolls on the shelves, but that was damaged as well. Uh, I said I would take it anyway. No, look, I can't charge you for that. Let me take the price for that off your bill. That was a nice thing to do. She was a nice person. But now the total was just under £20. The girl who'd been so lovely to me all the time was confused about how much change to give me. I said, you can just give me back one of the 20s for a start, which she did. But then she also handed over more change, including a tenner. She'd kind of given me the change from the original purchase, not realising the mistake she's made. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's right, isn't it? I was being given a free £10, and that money could only come out of the pocket of Ian Waitrose, who charges a lot of money for his food anyway. He's making a lot of money. Perfect crime. But then again, the girl had been so nice to me... Ethically, could I take the money from it? Might come out of her wages. You know, the floor quaver scoffing me of six weeks ago wouldn't have thought twice about this, but like a beaten dog, I have learned my lesson. <laughs> I decided I couldn't take that money. It wasn't mine. I gave the excess back to the girl. Oh, thank you for being so honest. So, had I acted morally, amorally, or immorally, then it's up to, up to you decide. I gave the money back. I, I'm suspicious, I have to say, Richard. There's certain details in this story which are ringing alarm bells. Uh, this is a young woman. Yep. Uh, you mentioned that you liked her. She was nice. She was just yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like You're that. flashing around 20s like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I think you... You feel you bought this girl, haven't you? And it, it may appear to be the right thing to do, but I think there's an ulterior motive there. And oh, that, but that thus becomes immoral. I thought you were, you know, you're away from her. Clutching at straws. There's, there's, inconsistent, you, there's inconsistency Why? because you, you were previously in Waitrose, weren't you? With yeah. with a broken yogurt. Yeah. Back in series one, I think it was. And, yeah. yeah. And the man behind. The man behind sort I put it on the side and yeah. didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. So what's changed now? Well, so maybe it balances up. I mean, you could argue, I suppose, uh, that I'd acted morally only to ensure that I wasn't punished for acting immorally. Ooh, that that was yeah. the, my yeah. motivation for giving the money back was actually selfish. And di- if you do right things it's for the tricky. wrong reasons, is that moral or immoral? Or is it amoral? That's a <laughs> question that you will all have to consider. Now, you're going to be the decisors of this. Yes, if you judge me as immoral today, audience, then the punishment will be I have to kiss TV's Emma Kennedy with tongues <laughs> for 20 seconds, full tongues, 20 seconds, finger her in her clack a dak Whilst she fondles in my pants, hand in my pants, fondles my bifurcated penis. That is, that Why is. Why have I got to be punished? Is well, this is uh, we're adding jeopardy, and you what? want to do that, so don't don't pretend you wouldn't enjoy that. I won't enjoy it. You would like it. So you have to decide: was I moral, immoral, or amoral? Or don't you know what amoral is? So first, if you think I acted morally, cheer now. Quite loud. If you think I acted amorally, cheer now. Less people. If you still don't know the difference between moral and amoral, cheer now. And if you think I acted immorally and have to do the kiss, cheer now. Yeah, that is. Yeah, as I suspected, the audience voted me immoral there. Um, But there'll be no kissing. Oh no. Because you fell into my trap, my friend. The real moral maze wasn't the supermarket spillage. The real moral maze was testing the morality of the moral maze. It's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze. Testing the morality of the moral maze! Yes. 
I was interested to see if the moral maze was fit to judge the morality of others or whether it had become mad with its own power. Thus, I chose a story from this week in which I clearly, unequivocally, acted in a moral fashion. I did the right thing, but deliberately chose a tantalising punishment to see if the moral maze jury would choose gratification over justice. And the moral maze jury revealed that they are more crooked than FIFA, presided over by Ryan Giggs's dismembered penis. It is they who is immoral. <laughs> it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze, it's a moral, it's a moral maze, it's a moral maze. The moral maze was immoral! And yes, it is you who will be getting the punishment today, my friends. There's only one punishment I think is fit for the audience here today. They must sit through the entire motorcycle clothing shop sketch. Exactly! Exactly! Don't blame me. Throw it on yourselves. Blame yourself. Exactly as it was performed in the second series, word for word, not cutting you short, we're going to do the whole thing. The one exception is that the staff of the shop will be played as Canadians this time. It is a double... It's a double punishment. I want to make it clear, I haven't put this in because we're running short of material. If anything, we've got way too much stuff this week. This is here as a punishment only. If you're listening at home and have never sat on the moral maze, you don't have to listen to this. Just fast forward through. This is just to punish the people here for their wickedness. Good afternoon, eh? Hi. Uh, Nice motorcycling clothing shop you've got here. Thanks. Looking for anything in particular, No. No, just have a look around at the motorcycling clothes, see what you've got in stock. If I see something I like, something suitable for riding on my motorcycle in, then maybe I'll buy me some motorcycling clothes. Yeah, sure love motorcycling, motorcycling around. Some people like cycling on a normal bike, not me. I say, why pedal around when you can have a bike that doesn't need to be pedaled with all the engine and stuff? Right, yeah, well, feel free to have a good look around. Let us know if there's anything we can help you with. Yeah, I sure will. I sure I will do that. I love motorcycling, and you can't do it naked, can you? <laughs> Worse luck, eh? Some, sometimes when I'm out there on the open road, I wish I could be bare-ass naked, but that's not allowed. So I'm going to need me some clothes for to do it in. Cause... Well, you should find something here. We've got an extensive range of clothing. Yeah, you, you sure do. Oh, look at this motorcycling top. Pretty nice one. But I like all this stuff. Wish I could buy it all. I could probably do with hundreds and hundreds of motorcycling costumes because I motorcycle around a lot. I bet you both like motorcycling too, am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I envy you that. You're very lucky. Wish I could work somewhere like this too. It'd be perfect what, with my love of motorcycling around on my motorcycle. Sometimes I just go for a motorcycle when I haven't even got anywhere to go because I love motorcycling so much. Ram, ram, that's me turning the handlebars, making it go. Ram, ram. So what beak have you got? Good question. It's a good question to ask. Of course, I know the answer straight away. It'd be strange if I didn't. Uh, I've got me uh, Kawasaki. That's a Kawasaki motorcycle. That's my baby. Hoping Kawasaki is a motorcycle and not a 1970s wrestler. Kawasaki certainly do have some excellent beaks. Yep, it was a bike. Which Kawasaki are you reading these days? Ah, the Kawasaki 792. That's that's my bike, the old 792. That's what I'm riding at the moment. 792, she's my girl. Ram, ram. That's how I ride her, turning the handlebars like that. Sometimes doing a wheelie if the pigs aren't around. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes naked at night time when no one can see. The 792, that's a machine for motorcycling on. Eh... You don't have a motorbike at all, do you? No, no, I don't. 
where are you doing in here? I was just passing. I saw you in here. Thought you looked cool. I was a bit lonely and drunk, and thought maybe I could bluff my way through and become your friends. Ooh, this is quite embarrassing. <laughs> it worked. Uh, it worked out, and we had somehow been fooled, despite your total lack of knowledge about beaks, and it invited you out beaking. What? What would you have done, Danny? I'd have come along and said my motorcycle wasn't working, so could I sit on one with you? Oh. What's wrong with you, eh? Can I hang out with you anyway? No, it'd be weird and inappropriate. Just leave. What gave me away, would you say? Just go. Can I buy some motorcycling clothes anyway? No, they're only for people who actually have a motor beak. I could get one. Are you going to? <laughs> no. Stop wasting the time and go. I'm sorry. I'm so alone. There you go. It's hard to believe. I think that. I think it might have actually gone down worse today yeah, yeah, than it did you. the first time. It's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, you people. I hope you feel punished for what you've done. Stuart Lee repeats something a few times in one of his shows, doesn't he? He should. He should come back when he's just repeating the exact same thing. Over and over again. That is true comedy there. That he doesn't even know the beginning of what being funny is. Anyway, now, over to Christian Riley for this week's song. Okay, so... It's going to be very emotional for me, so... Just going to get on with it. Goodbye, sweet podcast. You were never built to last more than one series. How did it get to three? With only just the one joke Discovered accidentally And repeated endlessly Until it got funny And it seems to me You lived your life like a pumpkin in the wind A smiling face and a quiet taste When you're on my head I would have liked to have shown you to my family and friends But they'd never understand why you're full of jizz <laughs> And as the years went by You became more infantile in inf- Ill-informed and insulting You cock-juggling thundercunt <laughs> You nearly went too far Nearly tore callings and hearing apart And that would have been really bad Aside (laughs) It wouldn't have And it seems to me You lived your life like a pumpkin in the wind But now we've got to walk away Before you start to stink And no amount of specialist category awards can change the fun we've had. It's minted pumpkins now, Granddad, but you still taste jizz. <laughs> Goodbye, my old friend. We always knew it had to end, but maybe not like that. Covered in flour in a barrel. <laughs> Goodbye. A.I. Adama The wind whispers your name 
I'll never listen to another Oh my god Richard Bacon's podcast How are you? It seems to me You lived your life Like a cup in the wind We've left Turkey And now there's an aftertaste And now the magic's over And I can't turn back time This jack-o'-lantern always shines Because its flame is jizz This jack-o'-lantern will always shine Because its flame is jizz Play it, Rich! Five trumpet. Christian Riley there. He, to me, I don't know how he comes across to you. To me, he comes across like a fan who's won a competition. That's why. <laughs> anyway, my friends, our work here is nearly done. Thanks very much for the support you've given this project over the last couple of years, either by downloading at home or coming along to one of the shows. Uh, I'm genuinely touched by your affection for this ridiculous project that people are coming from all over the world to see it. Personally, I've loved it and hated it in equal measure, uh, and I think we should finish it now before the hate unbalances the scale and I go properly mad. Uh, go Faster Strike will be bringing out a special CD with MP3s of every episode of the show and all of the secret stand-ups uh, that haven't been online uh, or available before. The, it's the perfect gift for an enemy who's not aware of this show. Uh, <laughs> Should be available in the next month from www.gofasterstripe.com. Lots of other stuff there to keep you going. If you're interested, I'm performing in two Edinburgh Fringe shows uh, this year. What is love anyway? At the Cow Barn, which is a bit more thoughtful and less spunk-filled stand-up <laughs> than this podcast might lead you to expect. But I'm also doing Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, which should provide you with all your spunk-filled needs. So uh, uh, pay to see it live, or you can download that for free. I haven't learned a thing uh, from... <laughs> <laughs> this experience uh, but there'll be prizes and stuff to come along uh, and uh, Ben our producer is working on Pappy's Flatchair Slam Down which is at the Old Red Lion this week with my, uh, my favourite podcasters Helen and Ollie from Answer Me This I love, I love Ollie man he's amazing and uh, you can download that from the British <laughs> I do love him really uh, it's British <laughs> Comedy Guide uh, have you got anything to plug before we go Dan? Uh, well uh, I'm up in Edinburgh towards the end I'm judging Karaoke Circus with uh, Daniel Ward and Martin White, if you're up there, that'd be fun. Um, really I'm, I'm basically waiting for my invitation to be on Pappy's Flat Share Slam Down, as I'm, I'm sure Emma and uh, Christian are. But um... no, I'm not. Emma, going to plug? Yes, uh, I'll be doing. I left my tent in San Francisco at Glastonbury uh, on Saturday. I'll be at Latitude, and I'll also be at Port Elliot. 
uh, if you're coming to those. And uh, the fourth Wilma Tenderfoot book, Wilma Tenderfoot in the Case of the Rascals' Revenge, will be out in July. That's for any kids who and listen to the that show. Is the kids. <laughs> any small children who listen to the show. And, um, and This Is Gintsy will be on Sky Atlantic in September. Yeah, one person's happy about that. <laughs> oh, oh uh, quickly, quickly. Uh, Christian, anything uh, for you? Yeah, I will be back here at the Leicester Square Theatre next Monday. You know, there, you know, there'll be a different show on next next week. I will be singing a song about some aspect of AI Ottoman uh, in whatever show is on. I look forward to that. I also wanted to just quickly thank the people of Dubai for welcoming us with open arms here. You're, you're welcome. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'd like to thank the, uh, the three people here and Ben, our producer, for making this show what it is. It's their fault. Uh, and uh, also, if we're not at any point feeling you should step in and stop it for the sake of my mental health. It, it must have been very hard for you to see me, your friend, go through so much mental strife and turmoil and not do anything. But I, I know you're thinking of the artistic good of the show, so thank you. For that, so anyway, that, that's pretty much it. Excuse me, it's where the toilet. Hold on, I, I know you from somewhere. You're Mark Armand, aren't you? From uh, from, uh, from Soft Cell? Yes, I am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great to see. Can I shake your hand? Don't touch me, please. I cannot stand the way you tease. Oh, uh, well, it just wasn't really teasing. I was oh, just... Well, no. Can I just ask you, actually? I've always wanted yes. to meet you, because I don't know if you've heard... <laughs> about this but there's an urban myth about um, you I don't know if you know uh, about it they, they, people say that you had to have your stomach pumped at a hospital and then you found they found it was full of the sperm of nine different people well men probably and uh, and also a dog uh, is that true that urban oh, myth of course it isn't no no look even if I had had my stomach pumped why would the doctors have said oh look here there seems to be more than one man's sperm in here some of these gametes they look canine send it down to labs for analysis let's find out how many different people in an animal are involved in this, eh? Well, no smoke without fire, Mark. That's why I say. Why would someone make up a thing like that? Well, I've heard an urban myth about you, haven't I? Well, that, I, that you like to invite women back to your room <laughs> and you make them dance under a mirror ball while you sit in a high-backed armchair with a semicircular toilet mat around it masturbating. Well, that's obviously not true. You should believe everything you hear, Mark. That's, um, it's just fantastical, yeah, honestly. Yeah, You're yeah, pretty yeah. gullible. It's bunk on your shoes, I see. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Which way is the loo? I'm not feeling too well. I've got a bit of a dicky tummy. Really? Um, it's, uh... Taboo, <laughs> yeah. No, it's back that way. I don't know what you're thinking. But the, uh, if the gents is full of, of nerds, you can use the... Go to the facilities at Burger King. You can use those. No, no, there isn't time. Oh, I'm going to be sick. I need a receptacle of some kind. Oh, how about this pumpkin? Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Um, oh, it's very, oh, uh, very, uh, very oh. odd, very odd-looking vomit you've got there. Oh, no. oh. Odd, odd colour. Is it? Have you been eating tapioca or oh, something? Oh, I don't know what they're serving at Ballons these days. Oh, yes. No, I have been eating tapioca, a huge amount of it, four hundred portions. Wow. <laughs> No wonder you're ill. It's Excuse me, I'm a doctor. I work in the lab at the local hospital. It's my job to analyse the contents of the stomachs of celebrities that seem unusually full of semen. <laughs> I have just come from work and have my semen analysing kit with me. Oh, no. And beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, Ziggy says... <laughs> 
that this pumpkin is now full of the ejaculations of everyone in this audience and also a naughty dog. <laughs> Plus, I saw him sucking them all off. Oh, Mark! I'm very disappointed in you. What am I like? Anyway, the audience loved it. You the horse. This does mean, Richard, that the pumpkin is now full of the sexual effluent of all the audience and your previous objections are now nullified. You must put it on your head. I do, um... It does seem I'm backed into a corner here, but, uh, you know, if I could travel back in time, <laughs> thanks to the magic of A.I. Ottima, I can. If I could travel back in time, what would I do differently? Oh, 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 if I could travel back in time... Yeah, all I have to do is travel back in time to last week and warn the me of seven days ago not to do the moral maze. I'll just climb into my time machine. Off we go. It's me turning, that's me turning it on there. Turn, we're starting going back through time. There's the clocks coming back. There's all the Mark Arm sits spitting the spunk into men's cocks there. There's all the Brian horses alive. Look at that, there he is. Well done, you're protesting. I'm coming back. I seem to be... A lot of the clocks are going past. I'm arriving here. Here I am. I'm back at the end of last week's show. Look, look, there I am from last week, just wrapping up. That's your lot for tonight. Uh, see you next time on the show that all the... Uh, hold on, Rich. You haven't done a new moral maze this week. No, that's right. Didn't want the show getting stale. You know, just being the same thing every week. Oh, yeah, that, that would never do. Hold on! Stop the show! Who is this? Who are you, stranger? Don't you recognise me, Rich, from seven days ago? <laughs> it's me, Rich, from seven days in the future. Wow, you've aged badly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've put on quite a bit of weight. I've been working really hard, I've got loads of scripts to do, and I've eaten a lot of Haribos to keep me going. The thing is, Rich, of the past, Emma and Dan, Emma and Dan are trying to, about to force you to do a moral maze, but you mustn't do it. Do you understand me? Look, you're not fooling me for a second. I know what's going on here. You're the bloke who motorcycled round the world with you and McGregor. You're... <laughs> Travelling in time, my elbow. You're trying to punk me? Well, I'm not fooled. You don't look anything like me. You're hideously ugly, for a start. <laughs> I'm not. I am you. You must listen before I get sucked off back through time. Go on. Get on your motorbike and get lost. That's what you do, isn't it? No, please, wait, wait. You're an embarrassment, bloke who motorcycle around the world with you and McGregor. I know we don't usually do this, Ben, but could you edit out the whole interruption out of this podcast? Yeah, sure, no problem. No! Why wouldn't I listen to me? Look, oh, look, there's the sperms going back into... And that Brian Hawes is dead again. And there... Oh, it's all Jay Hammond's become... No, oh, that's an unusual choice for leader of Al-Qaeda. Oh, I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> if I could travel back in time, what would I do differently? Tried to warn myself against doing the moral maze But failed because I mistook myself For the bloke who motorcycled around the world With you and McGregor If I could travel back in time Shit, I, fa- I totally failed to convince myself I haven't changed a thing Thinking about it, now I remember that happening last yeah, week yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't listen to myself Because I thought I was the bloke who motorcycled around the world With you and McGregor And I got Ben to edit that bit out of the show I wish I'd remember that Because I... I wouldn't have wasted all our time by going back in time just to do that. But then I guess if I hadn't done that, I would, wouldn't have... Oh, look, I don't care. I, I'm still not going to put the pumpkin on and you cannot force me. 
We could. Hold him down, Dan. No, I'm pretty sure that forcing a pumpkin mask full of sicked-up semen onto someone's head against their will is illegal. That is not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. What's that? What's that strange? What's going on? Who are you, old man, and where did you come from? It's me, Rich. You. I am the old you from the future, from the year 2050. What? I have travelled back in time to warn you. You must think I was born yesterday. You're clearly just the bloke who motorcycle around the world with you and McGregor <laughs> in a grey wig. Oh, Jesus Christ, why won't I ever believe that I'm a, I'm a twat? All right, if you're already me, what number am I thinking about now? Uh, is it 69, dude? Hey! <laughs> Wow, it is me then. What's the future like, future me? Oh, it's awful, Richard. Humanity has been enslaved by an underground race called the Moorcocks. Oh, no. My vision came true. Do they really have two more cocks than a normal Moorlock? Oh, it's worse than that, Richard. They have three more cocks. Three more? No. A total of four Four cocks. cocks, yes. It's worse than I could ever have imagined. They also have one extra testicle. Oh, no. You know, to keep it going. But this is not about the Moorcocks, Richard. I have travelled back in time to stop you making a terrible mistake that I made and you are about to make. Don't worry, I'm not in a thousand years going to put this pumpkin on so you don't need to worry. That's the mistake, Richard. I, too, didn't put on the pumpkin at this point. The show ended. The audience were disappointed. It didn't feel like the end of the series without the ejaculant of the audience. Running down my face, going in my ears and my eyes and my mouth. I was able to kid myself that doing AI Artema... Stop it! Wasn't so bad, and I came back and I did another series. And another series. And another series. And another series. I'm still doing AI Artema. Stop doing that now. It's on the 78th series. And every episode is just me doing the motorcycle clothing shop sketch over and over again on a loop. And your fans, they're so stupid. They still love it. Also, they're quite old now, so don't remember that they've heard it already. It's like watching people you hated and disrespected succumb to Alzheimer's. But your life is a hell, Rich. A living hell. If you just put on the pumpkin, then the humiliation would be enough to ensure that you never dream of doing AI, Artema. Shut up, you idiots! Again. Time is running out. I am going back to my own time. There I go. Oh, dear. Oh, Brian Hawes is alive again. Oh, I should have warned you about that one, actually. So that's the choice, folks. If I put on this mask, then I'll get the spunk of 400 people and a naughty dog in my facial cavities. But if I don't, then A.I. Ottima... You know, that is just really starting to get slightly annoying. <laughs> we'll continue forever. What is it to be? Cumpkin or no cumpkin? That could be a new Channel 4 show, actually. I could get back on the telly with that. I just want to be on the telly. That's all I want. Short-term gratification or the survival of the franchise. Which will it be? Dan, fetch my semicircular toilet mat. There it is. It's a biggie today. Careful where you... Don't get near that, Emma. It's just so imbued with the powers of my loins, it could make even your dried-up old ovaries become impregnated. There's a... Now, there's a danger this might kill me. Uh, There's a very real possibility this might stick to my head forever. (laughs) 
So uh, if I die, I just want to say thanks. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Dan, for all the hard work you've put into this show. Oh, God, you, no, you really don't have to thank me. All the, all the money I've got from this is, you know, over the 28 episodes, really nearly bought me an anal butt plug. <laughs> and Emma, I suppose now I'm going to do yeah. this, it's over. I can tell you, I always did fancy, I kind of hoped we'd get together and mm. have sex and stuff. I always fancied you. I know. Oh, good. <laughs> and uh, Christian, I'll miss you most of all. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> it is a far, far better thing that I do now than I've ever done. It's a far, far better rest that I go to than I've ever known. I'm going to the undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns. Thanks so much for listening. Through this humiliation will I be reborn and freed from this nightmare. <laughs> Consider this. Consider this a divorce. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye.